What's up, fam? Ryan back again with another episode of the ATXML Podcast Have You Heard series. This episode is with Death of a Dream. If you've never heard of them, then you've been under a rock or just not paying attention at all to local metal here in Austin, Texas. The guys have collectively been here for a very long time, decades, uh, but as a band, they've been together as long as the podcast has been a thing, so about six, seven years. We finally get to sit down and talk to them about their new EP. They got Dimefest coming up on August 14th. They got a new music video, a lyric video. Like the boys were busy during COVID. And I can't wait to see them on stage again. Uh, they are they are one of the bands that we consider the glue of the metal community here. And as far as six degrees of separation, it's literally just like one. Because if you've been to Dirty Dog or any of the old school bars, you've run across them individually, them as a band or in their other bands. So, I mean, it's just, this is a great one. I mean, there's some good stuff in here, like epic line cut stories. Uh, they go on to talk about how they went out to the village the homeless, the homeless community and their just solid experience out there. And it's just, it was a really, really heartwarming, um, uh, just conversation. And, you know, because all the, all the bad stuff that's going on in today and just to hear, you know, a good positive message. And that's like one of, that's what Sean was talking about, but one of the new songs coming out, just, it's got a good positive vibe to it. So, I mean, the, the, the show is just full of cool stuff, all kinds of stories and, you know, the origins of how they came together and this, that, and the other. So just stick around, check them out, uh, and uh, head out to DimeFest to come and take it live August 14th. It's going to be a banger. We'll be live streaming that one on Facebook Live. So if you can't make it, tune into our page, and you'll be able to check it out and have some fun. Sit back, crack a beer, get the popcorn going, grab a, you know, grab a brewski. I think I already said grab a brewski. Fuck it. Grab two. Double fist. Let's go. And as always, we couldn't do this without Come and Take It Live and Come and Take Productions, our faithful sponsors. Uh, if you want to get your show booked, hit up myself, Skyler, Anthony, and we'll get you on a bill somehow. And also, if you want your show live stream, you can hit me up. We have that service available for you uh, for those bands looking to get a live set recorded or just to get some content out to the fans. But without further ado, here is Death of a Dream. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Have You Heard episode. Today, we are with Death of a Dream. They are local hometown heroes. They've been around since 2015. They actually know pretty much everybody that you've ever talked to downtown. And uh, we'll just go around the room and get everybody's name and what they do in the band. And uh, I don't know, what'd you do this weekend? Well, my name is Byron. I play the drums. And this weekend, I pretty much worked. Because that's all I do. So you worked? Worked, Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, what else are you going to do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not be in a band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> My name is Sean. 
uh, today, uh, you know, hung out with family and I relearned Master of Puppets today, played some other songs, played, played a bunch of other guitars and stuff because I play guitar. Ah, oh, there it is. He plays guitar. We got there. He reverse engineered that one. Next up on the hit list. What's up? I'm Sean. Um, uh, other Sean, Sean Twyman. I'm the vocalist. What did I do this weekend? I hung with Trey. And I hung out at Cattle on Friday night, watched okay. an interesting show that I'm not going to talk crap on. All right. But it was fun because I love those guys. <laughs> we'll just save that for final round. <laughs> <laughs> Who we got next? I'm Trey. I play rhythm guitar in the band. Uh, this weekend, I drank too much and ate too much meat. Definitely sounds like a come and cue it kind of moment. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still hurting. That sounds delicious. And last but not least, I am Story, play the BS guitar, and uh, this weekend, uh, a lot of drinking, a lot of eating cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we are here at Story's lovely home in an undisclosed location, because uh, I wouldn't tell anybody where I lived if I lived in this fucking place. It is in the middle of nowhere. I'm not even sure why you got these hood rats over here. Like <laughs> For real. <laughs> I turned my music down when I get here. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> I turn my hat around. I lock my doors. You know? Like, it's it's a pretty serious place around now. <laughs> he doesn't live in some commune. But uh, no, we're in, the, we're in Pflugerville out here hanging out. This is the practice space where everybody gets down at? No? Mm -mm. Where do you guys practice at? We practice at the Rot Box off of Pond Springs, and wait, that's near Anderson. Anderson, Anderson Mill, Mill exactly. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. used to work. I used yeah. to work at Kia right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. The Kia shops there, the bar shenanigans, yep. stuff like that, oh, like the outpost stuff like that. Yeah. So like the opposite end of that thing, and like a whole bunch of warehouses. That's where we're at. Well, cool, man. I I didn't even. I totally forgot about that place as far as a practice Man. spot yeah we're Cause, newbies cause practice spots are a dime a dozen these days yeah they We've shut lost down a couple they shut down yeah well as a part of the have you heard series we want to get to know death of a dream you know how you guys came together the origin story so just take it away and just let everybody know what you think they should know or need to know about death of a dream so if you've not heard of death of a dream uh <laughs> just give them the short Byron version. Says I short, version. <laughs> short version, we are a bunch of dudes that have played in a bunch of other bands that got drunk and decided one day we should start a band like uh, Captain Planet. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, no, seriously. Uh, Take all that out of there and just leave a bunch of dudes in a bunch of bands that got drunk. And the Captain yeah. Planet thing, because that's great. Yeah, I like, yeah. <laughs> Earth, wind, fire. Water. Heart. Yes. I think, that, that, I think that dates us. Oh, dude, do you know, totally. Do you know? Oh, also, can okay. we curse? Totally. Can we All cuss right. on this podcast? Huh? Okay. Can we cuss on the podcast? Oh, of course. Okay, making sure. The fuck yeah. They're already <laughs> throwing the fuck out there, so I just want to make sure. <laughs> you say poop? No, but so origin at the same time, all of our respective bands prior had kind of been coming to an end. And all kind of still wanting to play music, just not sure where to go. It actually kind of started with Trey and Byron. Byron and Trey kind of got together jamming. And they brought in Sean, and I was at the time living with Trey. So Trey, while they're working on stuff, he's showing me stuff. And I'm like, that's pretty tasty. And, you know, kind of fast forward, we last piece is story, and it was just like you say, is, have you heard? It was kind of like, motherfucker, are you serious? Kind of like, <laughs> We had, like, we were trying to figure out a bass player and just 
doing what we normally do, just hanging out and having drinks, hanging out with them. And he asked us, how's this going? Great. Looking for a bass player. Talk about story. Yeah. It's like, well, I play bass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I have what you need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just kind of like one of those things. Like he came in and it was just immediate chemistry. And it kind of took off from there. Uh, fast forward to now. You know, we've got a new EP that's about to come out. We're playing our first show in a year and a half at Dime which is, Fest. Which is why we're here chatting. Yes. And we'll, and we'll get yes. to that. We'll get to that. Yes. Uh, and we shot our very first music video. So uh, during the COVID time, we did a whole lot of stuff. And now we're trying to, you know, put it out in the world. You know what I mean? Just put it out into the internet. Exactly. Let it live. Exactly. Let it breathe. Like my OnlyFans page. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's why I'm running so much now. I got to look at, I got to, I got to have a proper dad vibe, you know? Like I ripped my shirt off. I'm all sunburned. I did my first. I did my first 10k on Sat yesterday or the day Man. before. Oh, it, it. I wanted a gun or a baseball bat about halfway through. Anyway, sorry. EP first, music yes. video. Music video. Dying fast. First show back in a year and a half. Just trying to get back to being busy. You know what I mean? Like we want to get back to gigging and we want to get back to playing with our friends and making memories. Man, I think that's the the overall resounding message from all the bands that I've talked to from the UK to New York to here to Cali to Portland, everybody just, you know, they're itching, you know, they've been down for so long. Itching. And the one thing that I've noticed in which, you know, I'm, I'm, I can only imagine that you guys consume as much metal music as, as I do and the, mm -hmm. the average fan, but the music in 2021 is just knocking it out of the fucking park. Dude. So because <laughs> everybody's on this like single single you know like everybody's you know drip feeding the fans but like you know years and years and years ago it you know people used to wait <clears throat> it was like nine eight or, or you know months and months and months for a whole album and they would drop a single meanwhile we waited what fucking seven years <laughs> <laughs> what are we tool a little bit of a little bit of time between the first ep and the yeah. second <laughs> But, I'm but, sorry. We call. I called this out. I'm sorry. I'm that dick. No, I, Thanks, hey, it, it, but uh, let me. I want to know more about y'all's relationship with the Dirty Dog and Come and Take It and that kind of because I I have seen all of y'all more times than I can count. Oh, that's like, dope, man. Death of a Dream is one of those bands that I when I first came into podcasting and trying to get in touch with the local scene, everybody was like. I don't know if you guys remember some of these names, but it, uh, so Taking on Poseidon, Skyler's old band yes. with Matt Foreman. Yes. Yeah. Then we yep. got like uh, Villamora, Casket of Cassandra. Casket. Yep. When they first got here from Cali. Yep. I mean, yep. so so that was my indoctrination to the local metal scene. And then like bands like Id and oh it's great oh yeah you know and i'm so i feel so bad that 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 uh homie passed away yeah um because man id i still have id philosophia they're out there one of their eps it was like three or four tracks and i would use that as my test cd in cars at work no and I, they would be like hey we need another one tested i'm like i've got the key I'd slap that in there and just everybody would be like what the fuck is this like dude. oh man that's austin metal right there dude um, so, I mean, since you guys have been around equally as long as we have, but like you guys have been around even longer because you said it, 
all Back of you, yeah, all of you are from the ashes, not the ashes of other bands, yeah, but just pretty much. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the ashes Burn from other bands. bands yeah, so and we, like you said, you were with the you were in the backroom days, and we just spoke with the, in the trench and the uh, Penny Rock production guys. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear about that. Yeah. So like, yeah, we uh, we all kind of came up in the backroom days. That's when we all kind of met. So all our perspective bands went from the back room and the back room shut down RIP. We kind of went through the many phases of bars that they had, whether it was Red Seven, whether it was Red Rum, whether it was Red Eye Fly, because Austin apparently loves the color red. Color red. Uh, we had room 710 as well, headhunters. Um, so we went through a a many, a many fucking bar before we like Dirty Dog finally became the establishment, man. Right? So, like the home, exactly. And so it it was just kind of like one of those things. All of our bands kind of went from there to that and kind of broke up around the respective time. So it was one of those things we got together, it's just kind of chemistry, and we just kind of like. You know how they say in rock and roll, you got to kind of know somebody and you got to kind of have chemistry. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like we've been fortunate in both. We know a whole lot of people through the like the amount of shows that we played prior. You know what I mean? And it's, it's funny. It's not trying to go into the whole origin thing. We've been a band for a very long time. But, uh, you know, it's just it's one of those things where we joke. It was just what our bands kind of prospectively paid shows together. And at the end of the night, it would be us hanging out, drinking, and laughing, and being dumb, and you know whatever, <laughs> you know, it's just like we. These should... are my friends. Exactly. Being dumb. <laughs> I was saying that. I was like, we should start a band together. Exactly. It was one of those. Not only just like you know playing shows together by chance and whatnot, and partying afterward and whatnot, but also just being fans of each other's bands collectively in this in this scene over the past decade and decade plus so it wasn't just like oh i i'm i play and this is no longer i want to be here it's like i've seen you play multiple times and i've been to your shows here's an example like uh rind and course of ruin played a show at red seven with goat whore one of the first times i can remember actually seeing course of ruin and just absolutely falling in love with the musicianship and the band and the music, you know. Like, what time frame is this, year-wise? Uh, this had to have been... F- the point it was my, emos. My point the just, old emos off of 6th Street, bro. Seeing Trey for the first time in another band and listen, and knowing his band through in different member incarnations of that band, you know what I mean? I played and bass just in that band. Going through just years of of playing together with each other in different bands in at different shows yeah i think i mean i've definitely shared the stage with every one of them in a different band like all of us oh prior to prior to yeah i mean my first band in austin we used to bring sean up and do like a song with him on stage oh like a vocal feature yeah Yeah. yeah. my very first band that actually played the back room was edgemere yeah a lot of people know me from course ruin before course ruins edgemere and it was actually because of him and a couple other dudes. Edgemere was just a local fuck band from Pflugerville. Got their band name. <laughs> local Edgeville. Fuck or it's called Edgemere Drive. It's a fucking street in Pflugerville. Right? And that was our little clan to fame. Like a little fucking heavy metal band. And that's how they got me to join the band was to fucking play the back room. So nice. they fucking, we, 
we met at a fucking show and became boys and then kind of spiraled from there. It was the same. So here's here's the funny fucking thing about it. It's a steamboat. Their first show together, they played a show. His old band, Great Haven, his old band, Chinook, right? Played at this place called the Steamboat off of Riverside. That's not what became, what was it? It was the right? club. Strip club. Now it's just shut down for years. Nobody knows what the fuck happened to that place. But yeah, <laughs> Edgemere was playing the next day. And so we were going there to scope the place out and see whatever. And they had a rock show going on. So we met those dudes for the first time at that gig. Train story. Train story. Those dudes. And so we watched them. <laughs> and it was funny as shit because we, God's honest. Stories band was garbage that night. <laughs> they were so drunk. They were so drunk. Bro. Yeah. They were so no drunk, bro. Tell them. <laughs> we, we've told this story many times, but it, it's I've never heard it. It's not that they oh, were a God. bad band, but they were fucking wasted. Incredible band. <laughs> and so, like, like, first impression was not yeah, good. They were drunk as shit. Nothing worked. <laughs> and it was just one of those things. And I was like, man, I hope they remember to come to our show tomorrow, right? So we left. And sure shit, they came to the show the next day like, hey, we, we remember you guys. Thanks for coming to hang out last night. And we played our shit, and it was funny as shit because their singer was like, bro, we've got the perfect song for you to come and sing with us. And I was like, nah, bro, I'm good. <laughs> nah. He was like, no, nah, fuck that show, man. That was just, we were really fucking drunk. That was like, come actually check us out. And that just kind of went from there, right? So okay. it's like, it's funny as shit. That's why the next time I saw Chinook was they were playing with you guys. Yeah, at the back room, and oh, that was the second time I got to actually see him because we hung out after that. Because I mean, these guys are just awesome people. Sure, but like I had to see them actually play for real, and not hammered, fucking blown away. Like it was amazing. I was like, oh, that's what they sound like. Awesome. <laughs> you could be like, yeah, that first one was like a negative ten. This one's a positive fifteen. Net positive five. Bro, they they like. It was one of those things. It was like everybody wanted to be like Pantera and like just like get completely sloshed but sound like gods when you're Amazing. on stage yeah and then you got the people that try it and just like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> that was chinook that night like <laughs> you, you, you just you just see the hook come oh, out from stage left and like totally so chinook had opened my old band Gravens uh cd release party and i was telling him i was like i think we have footage of y'all playing at that time Oh, and it sounds man. like garbage. It's on the VHS. I was like, you got, you got a VCR? Because we can try to find it. <laughs> nah, but uh, like getting back to the thing, like, uh, just we all jammed the band together. And so it was just kind of like one of those things we we knew the talent. And it was just kind of curiosity. Like, dude, he's a killer fucking guitar player. Like, when they were like, yeah, we brought in Sean for random. I was like, it's the best. And no offense to fucking Casey and fucking... You know, uh, Adrian and, and no, fuck Charlie, but oh, uh, fuck that guy. Like, my <laughs> favorite Adrian, parts yeah. of Ren shots fired, shots fired, shots right? fired. <laughs> I don't even know if this dude's still alive at this point. That's on, how we'll just... fucking dumb that dude was. <laughs> but, uh, it was like my favorite parts of Ren were always Sean and Byron. Like, Byron is just one of those underestimated drums, like drummers that just. Stop he it. can be in the pocket when he has the time to shine. He can, you yeah. know what I mean? And Sean, I'm sorry. He's just, yeah, he's just one of those dudes. I don't really feel like I have to say anything about just because if you've seen us live, he you does know. all the talking to his guitar. Yeah. And like, yeah. So it's just one of those things like, yeah, it's Byron and Sean and Trey. 
And I was like, dude, are you fucking serious? Like, absolutely. You're like, I'm in. Yeah. And so it's just one of those things like came in and this chemistry. So I have no ego, man. Like, there's a thing. I don't fucking expect. I don't think I'm giving shit. Like, that's the thing. And so at the time when he was first talking about doing it, like, course room was kind of coming to an end. It was like, dude. I was in course room for 13 fucking years, bro. So it was like, really? Yeah. 13 years. And so it was like, dude, there's literally nothing else for me to do. Like, I don't want to do anything else. I tried to label game. It almost didn't happen. Great. Cool. What's next? I'm just going to fucking whatever. I'm just not into it. All right. So if I'm doing anything else, be better singer, you know, so maybe I try and do a cover band or whatever. Right. So I'm like, maybe I'll just take a break from music in general, right? Like shit's coming to an end. And so he's talking about it and was like, yeah, it's cool, whatever. But he actually lets me live. I was like, dude, those are fucking brutal ass riffs. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm interested. Like, can you send me something? He was like, yeah. And so he sent me something. And I was like, all right, cool. Roth, one of our first songs. And it was like, cool. I'll write some shit over it and then like send, I'll come out and I'll try out. So just see what you guys think, whatever. Right, right. And he was just kind of like, <laughs> try out. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was just like, okay, yeah, bring him out. Yeah. Like, let's jam. <laughs> well, let's, I mean, whatever. I want to I want to hear his voice yeah. in this Like, in this we've place. seen him before, but let's just and, have his uh, vocals on our So riffs. like, after the fact, we jammed, you know, he had a heads up a little bit on some shit and we jammed and it was just like, so what do y'all think what you know like <laughs> he's like janice is not allowed to make any to more drinks anymore <laughs> whatever <laughs> we're like am i in the band <laughs> but, <laughs> i was just like dude like, we're gonna uh, preface this with who's gonna do the least dude. amount of talking yeah yeah i can i can honestly say that we've all hung out in the same quote-unquote room at the same time but we've never actually sat down and had a chat yeah. Um, and I know that as part of my mission to continue all of this is I'm still trying to hit all of the bands that are still active in the community that have a history here. So that way that it's like, hey, look, you know, like they're still doing the thing. I mean, absolutely. From what you're saying, all of you guys have been around for a decade plus, you know, almost 20 and, years. Yeah. And you guys have been a band individual, you know, as death of a dream since 2014, 2015. Oh yeah. Since 2014, yeah. 14 yeah, so, started so writing first show in 2015. Seven years under your belt yeah. as, as a cohesive unit. Yeah. And for an Austin, you know, I've seen shit. I mean, I'm not gonna, I mean, no, you know, shout out to John from snake father, but yeah, that dude's changed dudes more dope. band members than I have SD cards. You know? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but but again, like there's a vision, you know? Like the back of the show. Shots fired. <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> but Snake Father, you know, but Snake Father is one of those up and coming bands that no, just props like, to they, those fucking cats, dude, dude. For real. John, like I was a part of one of his uh music videos along with other locals and whatnot, which I really think is cool that local bands will reach out to the fans. And, and people that are kind of associated with the scene and say, hey, come be in my music video, come be an extra, you know? And 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 I've always told them, like, I'm here to lend a hand. I mean, so if you guys ever need, you know, spare bodies, you know, it's me and Taylor, but, you know, yeah, still want to offer our services to where you can get your message out. And the message is, we're here, we're still rocking, we got new, I mean, you guys just broadcast a new, new uh, lyric video. Yeah. Wait, yeah, so unlisted? with that said, with that said, I collectively, we hope to uh, produce a lot more, a lot sooner, you know, than it's taken us to 
get this album done sure. and out there. Yeah, I think what, what you're talking about, like we um, just shot the video with what is uh, Brandon's company? I should know it, but uh, Bad, Bad, Bad Mantra. Bad, Bad, Bad Mantra. Mantra. Yes. Yeah. You know, we shot with him off the recommendation of a, a friend from Cattle, uh, Skyler. You know, Skyler, him. exactly. Uh, yeah. Shout out, yeah. Skyler. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, really good price. I mean, dude is working hard to get it done, you know, in time for the release um, Saturday. So we're releasing it. Oh, Saturday. <laughs> so this will be released prior to Saturday. I don't want to put a finger on exactly what day. So as you're listening to this right now, it's whatever we're talking about isn't out yet. Isn't out yet. No, it's like we're filming yet. the Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, no, uh, yeah, the, the first one we wanted to do something that was um, pretty straightforward uh, about a band shot, but you know, with an artistic take okay. um, to have just some more things to be able to use. But you know, to Sean's point and all that, like we definitely want to do some concept ones and do some live ones, like with fans, like with people, because um, those are always fun as shit. I, I think I think it's always great when you can involve the community. I mean, at, at whatever level, because obviously you don't, you know, everyone has six degrees of separation. And I mean, from us, you know, literally it's one. It's Anthony Stevenson or like Ben exactly. or that like Skyler. Exactly. Or, you know what I mean? Like, so I that's why, you know, I really think that when you do it as a community, because that's like how I've kind of structured the podcast is like, you know, I'm bringing everybody on board that wants to kind of do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I'm just a dude with a microphone. That's literally it. You know what I mean? So we don't necessarily have philosophies. We have mindsets, right? And our, our kind of one of our mindsets that we've all kind of, it's one of those unspoken things is we give back to those that have given to us. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's just community in general, not just the metal scene, just the city itself. Right. So, we actually have an idea concept for our next single. We, it's like, you know, you film a video, a music video and you select like the tattoo bug, you want to film another one. So we, we already thinking about second single and we all kind of, I think almost agreed or come to agreement on the second single, but the single single is actually something that's kind of personal to all of us. And, and so it was one of those things. It was like, why don't we, if we're going to release this as a music video, put it something that involves the community. And so what we actually want to do, uh, I guess kind of spoil the surprise. Oh, is this breaking news? Breaking news. Uh, we I have don't really have that talked button, about but... this within the five of us. <laughs> so we would actually, there is a village called the Community First Village that uh, if you've never heard of it before. No, I have, I, I can't place it. Uh, they, uh, it's a village. They, they, they basically, it's small homes that they've made for the human homeless community. They work together. Ah, yes. Yes. Right? Now I know. Yes. They, they house homeless people, mm -hmm. right? They work together. They don't pay what we would pay for rent. They work together to keep this thing. It is literally the cleanest, most organized, most raddest neighborhood I've ever seen in my entire life. We went there a couple of years ago for my birthday. And it was a, a friend of ours, Christina Lena, um, an absolute godsend. She is the most sweetest woman I've ever met in my life. One of those sweetest women I've ever met in my life. Brought us out there, had a barbecue. And people that had never heard of our band outside of her and one other person, right, woke us in with open, open arms. She did, it took a tour of this entire, uh, entire community of just like things that like things like Alamo Draft House built a theater for them. It's a little amphitheater. Is right. this is this like off two ninety? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's like in kind of an open. Yes. Like I guess kind of out by that Ed Bluestein. Yes. Yeah. I, I guess like if I was standing here, two ninety would be on my left. Yes. Yeah. It's such a well organized. Yes. Center. And so it was yeah, one of those really things. Cool. It was like 
I would love, it was one of the things like, you know, at practice, having a little drinks, had a little bit of smokes. You know, we were, we were like, you know, what we wanted, what would we want to do for a video? And I was like, man, we have a song called Unbroken off the new record. And then the, it's, it's probably the most positive song on the record. And it was lyrically about shit that my mom would tell me when every time I was like, fuck this, I'm done. Right. And it was like, yeah, no, you're not. That's not how I raised you. You know what I mean? Sean. So, yeah. And so it was like, that's a positive ass song, especially coming off of COVID. Right. Why wouldn't we just like go to community first? Right. And have like a video of just our closest friends, our family taking a tour. Like Ben and Tony, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Rob and some uh, some close personal friends. Not everybody, not right. the scene, but close personal friends that have probably never been in this place, ever heard of this place. And just show them some of the stuff that they're doing. You know what I mean? And then they have, like I said, this beautiful amphitheater that Alamo Draft House built for them. You nice. know what I mean? It's just screen in the background, just a little stage, and then seats. And they they have movie nights where they come mm -hmm. together as a community and they watch it. And it was like, it would be dope to just be able to kind of shoot a video like film like a little capture little. that in real time exactly like shooting like a little performance video at that little amphitheater you know what i mean because the name of the game like i said is we give back to those that have given to us mm -hmm. right we are very much local supporters you know what i mean not just for come and take it live but just the shit that we drink shit that we wear shit that we sport right so huh Toys for Tots. Oh, yeah, that's the, um, yeah, the Toys played, for Tots yeah, drive. We've done that's... shit for the Austin Food Bank. The autism I mean? benefit. The autism benefit. You yep. know what I mean? Like, we've always tried to give back to our community. And I feel like the biggest community that we can give to at this point in time, especially with things going on right now, is the homeless communities. I don't really feel yeah. like they get the, the, the amount of focus in the right way that they should, right? So it's very one of those things that we want to talk to the right people. We want to talk to make sure, obviously, that it's cool with the guys in community first, too, because they're like they have to be. They have to be selective about who they let in there. And like I said, it is literally the cleanest neighborhood I've ever been in in my entire it's, life. Yeah, when I went out, it was nice. I was expecting pristine. one thing, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And when you get there, it's just like, it's like like Wizard of Oz. You go from black and white to like color. You know what I mean? It's like, holy shit. Yeah. So we would like to do something where it shines positive light to give information so that people can, you know, mm -hmm. To, like you know contribute you know like just donate things like that just bring awareness to them mm -hmm. you know so like i said like that's the thing like if we did anything you know what i mean fuck a record label fuck a record deal all that shit like if we were able to like make rad music and do rad shit with the fucking little teeny tiny pedestal that we're given we're cool with it you know what i mean no yeah i, I i've i've had this kind of a back burner idea because you know, being a military veteran, you know, veteran homelessness is, is Thank you, rampant. By the way, you know, oh, it's, I had nothing better to do outside of high school. I wanted to go to meteorology school, but I was like, <laughs> school. <laughs> Let's go to war. But, um, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, but on, on a serious note, the, the, I, the preconceived notion of how someone became homeless it, it, it people stop looking at them as an individual and as a human they look at them as yeah, just totally. a homeless thing instead of a homeless human it's a stereotype that's what yeah. I, i've been saying and uh, not to go completely left hand but 
it's one of our song titles, All Hatred Aside, right? And it's one of those things like our our, our society is built on stereotypes, right? Yeah. Oh, God. We don't concentrate on the good preachers that are doing the good word of God, right? We concentrate on the fucking baby rapers, right? Yeah. We don't concentrate on, you know, the the good cops that are doing services. We concentrate it's on the guys that murder guys. people. That aren't like, yeah. We don't concentrate on the good fucking vocalists or metal bands that are doing good for the community. We concentrate on the ones that fucking destroy, you know, hotels and worship Satan and whatever fucking negative a connotation you have, what it is to being whatever, right? right? Stereotypes. Right? We uh, may or may not have destroyed the hotel room, so don't want to be... Don't be uh, hypocritical. <laughs> story trailer like, uh, we are not a part of this. Com- nope. Not and me. also hell Satan. Also- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, everything's a stereotype. You know what I mean? I, I think everybody needs to kind of get out of the stereotype and, and focus on the and the truth, right? And and the real. And so and and homeless is like you say, like you were saying before, mm-hmm. is part of that. You know what I mean? Nobody gives a fuck about the fact that there's so many people homeless, right? Like it's just like, why did they get there? You know what I mean? Like the city's yep. rapidly booming, right? Yes, I'm a Californian, right? I'm originally from there, but I moved here before it was cool, but now it's being invaded, right? I'm 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 a North Carolina transplant, but I've got 11 years here. Exactly, we're so, Texans. Yeah. We're Texans. So like, but now we're being in. We're we're it's. I I knew it. I knew there would be one reservation. I don't claim Texan. I claim Me either. Ohio, North either. Carolina, North Carolinian, Texas. I just live here. Yeah, I just live here. I'm from Louisiana. I, I've Sean, lived here 21 years, and I'm from just, Texas. Is it like two decades? Do you get the title? What's the, what's no, the threshold? I'm not a born and raised. I don't have no. I don't know. I think I you got to be born. Our, <laughs> you know, I, think you gotta I be mean, born. I still. We might have a fight. For the room. record, Trey and I are the only born true, raised true Texans. Born and raised Texans. Well, at least you got that. <laughs> Man, fuck you, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I'm I'm happy that, I'm happy that you brought up the the wanting to do things. So like I said, the back burner idea is something that I call nowhere to sleep, mm-hmm. but it's K N O W, like you know where to sleep. Yeah. Because they do. They mm-hmm. like I was tell so I always try to stick it in my daughter's head that she's very she's very fortunate for the things that she has. You know, when I was growing up in super rural North Carolina, like it, I lived in a single wide trailer and I played outside with a hammer and a chisel on this big ass rock. And that was my day. I'm a small town Texas boy. You know, I grew up like in the middle of fucking nowhere, Texas. And, uh, you know, like Sean's saying about, you know, supporting our community and homelessness and, you know, it's a lot about that's mental health, too. And just very much uh, so we're really here to support that, you know, to to do as much as we can for this community. Right. As we can. I think that it's going to take our generation like we're relatively close in age. Uh, Taylor's a little bit younger. And then there's the generation before that in the 20s and stuff. But it's I, we are going to really like reshape, you know, the, the mental health talk. And because I know personally, like this past year. I haven't I haven't had a job. Well, I've worked part time at my buddy's place, but I've actually had like I was telling earlier about why I left where I worked. I no longer have back pain. I no longer have the migraines at the rate at which I used to. And it was all just stress. It was literally just stress from work because I was I was so dependent on 
that when I would get there, I'd be like, fuck, or I'd be driving to work and be like, oh God, I got to fix this. If I don't fix this today, I'm fucked. You know, that's my paycheck. But mine are first world problems. You know, you I know, like, like, you know, yeah, first world, second, third, we're all sentenced to suffer in oh. this life, right? <laughs> I want you to, I want you to Transition. clip that. Put it on loop. With that Clip said. Clip that, put it on loop. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I guess to kind of kind of bring it all the way around, though, I mean, in, in all actuality, though, Sinister Suffering is the name of the new EP, but it's, it's, it's one of those things you don't know what everybody walks through. You, you can't put on somebody else's shoes. You don't know what they go through every single day, right? Just because you have a bomb-ass fucking house, right? And it's fucking, like, it looks like gray sky, like it's fucking blue skies from here, right? But at the story. same time, though, <laughs> it's not all sunshine and rainbows, though. You don't understand the hard work that they have to do to do that. You right. know what I mean? Just the same thing. It's the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Selling drugs ain't that hard. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I did just watch Cocaine Cowboys. Uh, they did it for a decade, shoveled 70 tons of fucking coke, and uh, barely got in trouble in the 80s. So I'm not saying do that, kids. I'm just saying it's possible. America. Do not sell drugs. Just saying, well done. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you evaded FBI and CIA for a decade. Good job. Right. <laughs> uh, switching gears. So, but yeah, so I would, I think, uh, and we'll talk after, uh, I would Absolutely. love because I want to do, I wanted to talk to homeless people and get their story, like mm -hmm. in a, in a, not a scenario like this, but I would like to sit down, have a chat with them, make sure that they understand, Hey, this is, these are the options available to you. Yeah. Cause that's the whole thing. Education is power. And if you don't know what to do with your current situation, then you can't do that thing. Exactly. To get out of it. So here's so. here's one of those things. We already said a whole bunch of shot fire shit, so I might as well just do it. <laughs> one of the only things that I ever think that, like, Five Finger Death Punch ever did that was cool was that one fucking video where they brought to fucking reality the amount of, like, veterans that are homeless right now. Fuck the song. I don't give a shit about the song, yeah. right? But the the way that they did that video was brilliant, right? And so I would like to do something like that, but to also equate it to us being family. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, at the end of the day, yes, we want to bring, you know, light to this thing. But at the same time, I feel like love, and I think all of us, I feel like we we feel like love and family and that connectivity, you know what I mean, is is kind of like the way out of this, mm -hmm. right? So while we want to, yes, point fingers and bring light to a very dark situation, we would like to bring a, some sort of a positive outlook to that. And that in being us hanging out, like the first time we went there, like <laughs> one of the most fucking funnest memories was like, we're not prepared. We're just walking through and we get to this fucking this dude's house, right? And he straight up gives like Trey a guitar. Who plays guitar? I do. He gives Trey an acoustic guitar. He's like, who plays bass? And he gives Story an acoustic bass. Is this at bass. the village? At the village, yeah. And he brought us in his house. They brought us in this house, right? And they gave he gave him a guitar, and he just starts jamming. And the dude comes in with a harmonica, and they're just jamming. This in this dude's house, just the impromptu like blues jam. It was just wild because it was unexpected. Yeah. We we're just 
you know, taking so, the so you got so you guys were there doing just like a like a site hanging out or just, just hanging, hanging out. Like uh, we got just, invited there by Christine, Christine like, Alina. She okay. just wanted oh, okay. to just bring it out there, show us a place, and just she brought us. She just, they did a little tour themselves and showed us around. And what are you doing? Oh, these these are friends of ours. They play in a band. Blah blah blah. We just brought them out here. And it was like, oh, they play in a band. I'm like, who plays what? And he <laughs> did, and like whatever. And into his just home starts and just blues jam, and yeah, it, it was, was awesome. So Trey, you and both of you? It was you, you, me, and Sean that were yeah. playing, and all it was, of I mean, us. Well, yeah, <laughs> Trey, myself, and Story yeah. on, yeah. Yeah. on acoustic guitars, like two, like two acoustics and a bass and a harmonica and a harmonica. harmonica. And, that sounds like, fucking. Rad. They had like a keyboard. It was there awesome. Stuff, yeah. Keyboard, it yeah, was awesome. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was great just like just to do that, and he was so fucking happy, you know, just be a part of it and. He ended up coming to one of our shows. Yeah, like uh, we oh, we did awesome, a couple. Right? Of, like uh, I forgot what show it was, but she brought all like the 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 three dudes that like kind of did this tour with us. Brought them out and they dressed to the nines. Oh, they were too. dressed. I up. felt like I was the one that was like I was like, God damn, like, where y'all are at? Like, Chuck Taylor's. Fuck. Yeah, like y'all look like y'all about on. to see like Diana Ross and it's like <laughs> us, bro. Like what the fuck? Like yeah, it was great. It was one of those things, like, like after that day was over, because we were there for, I mean, a few hours. and Cloud nine, bro. Yeah, it's like, it wasn't like feeling good about, oh, we came and checked this out, so we, you know, whatever. It was, I felt good because it shows that, you know, these people are being taken care of. Right. And, yes. And that there is, you know, action happening to try to help. There is the a light and, at the end of the tunnel. And it, I don't know. I think we all just felt great about that. That was one of the, like, honestly, legit, no, no bullshit. That was one of the best days I've had. Like, period. Like, one of the best days. Like, it was my birthday, but just the the vibe, the crowd, the, the just everything. The that community. Was like, yeah, the community. Was like, everything. yeah, one of the coolest things was just seeing how that community happened <laughs> and what they built for the people that, that are in need in this city in particular, not just in the city, but just kind of from wherever in right. this country. And, you know, like, you have to be homeless to be accepted there. You know what I mean? Like, that was the thing is like, well, if you don't have a home, let's let's fix that. Like, let's and help let's, you get let's back help to you. Right. You. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to be free. You are going to have to work well, for work. it. Yeah, but well, at the same you, time, yeah, it's we're like gonna... you're going to have to go work in this awesome kitchen over here. You're going to have to go work in this awesome machine shop. Over here, where we make stuff, because everything and, is like, going back into the community right? and do things yeah. with metals. You know what I mean? You're gonna have to like, you know, there's like a giant garden over here that you're yeah, gonna I have remember, to help I take care garden. of. I Did they have um, like the first or one of the first like homes made of yeah. hemp? Hemp, fully built, like full, yeah. full house built of hemp. That was one of the coolest things. The first, the first hemp house, hemp built house in the United States. Like, God damn, period, okay. and uh, it's there. Constructed you know I mean? out of using him. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. So yeah, I mean, I, but I think to put a pin, a pin in it, though, I mean, like, you know, you want to uh, talk to people about their stories and all of that, and mm -hmm. that was one of the more powerful parts of the evening as well. It's like people kind of giving us their how they ended up there, uh, like their their journey. What happened? How can we help? Yeah, and and, and a lot of it was not what I think people think of like people that end up like true just. Didn't have it, you know, they, like, they're all fucked up. Just some shit happened to someone in their life and it got really desperate, you know, and they managed to turn it around. But like, there, it was really kind of powerful to see some of these people, like, man, how they got there, but how they're, th they're thriving now. I mean, it, I mean, literally just you're one medical bill away from fucked. 
Exactly. You know what I mean? Like the, the average, I mean, the average, you know, like Texas has one of the worst rates of of medical coverage. Yep. And, oh. the, and the you know, so, I mean, Absolutely. everybody is one or two steps yeah. away from a grave condition. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and also, you know, potential breakdown. I mean, the one dude we yeah. talked to, like... You know, when his wife died, he went off the deep end, man. Like, and she she was the one kind of holding it down in their marriage, anyways. Like, in in terms of like you know, organization right. getting shit done. But like when that happened, he was like, man, I just. And I think anyone can relate to that, right? I mean, like if you lose someone that close to you, like like you know, you think you would hold it together or whatever, but you know, it's like you can't really hate on someone that had that happen to him and then went in a dark place. You know? Yeah, because you. you, you you don't know what's going to happen until it's happening. You can plan and plan and plan and plan and plan, but when that thing happens, yep. How, you know, what is available to me to handle mm -hmm. this? And if I don't have those options available, I'm just going to go to the left or to the right. And then, you know, like you said, like just down a dark path. And, and yep. it's so, so I'm so I'm happy that you're saying that m the music that you guys are, you know, you have a uplifting song that that that. Has, oh yeah, on a very yeah, dark EP. Like, with all of that said, like, I think one of the most profound things that we've been able to do as a band was experience that place that day uh, because of our music and our community here in this city, you know? And um, one of the coolest things, like, you can go out there, you can, like, Airbnb, like, a teepee or a yurt mm -hmm. and stuff, and you can go out there and stay at that place at the Community First Village. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, you know, also it's just... Like the mobile loaves and fishes community project thing, what they've done is just amazing for the people that needed that. And to be a part of that as a band and get to go like support that and experience that was just beyond like, you know, what we have, whatever anticipate or expect sure. to come from us being, you know, musicians and getting together and jamming and making music. And playing shows, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, man. It's just nice to go out there and see that you know people aren't sentenced to suffer. So yeah, getting back to the EP, right? So yes, Unbroken is the most positive song off a very dark EP, right? And it's kind of what we're talking about in the situations of what happens performing this. It's kind of what we kind of experienced as as a, as individuals and in period. You know what I mean? Like through that time, COVID especially. We've all went through losses, things that we weren't fucking mentally or financially or fucking whatever prepared for, right? And I, so yeah, I think everybody, everyone that I know here locally has been touched by just like gut check, fuck, gut check. What's next? So like that EP, the EP, Sinister Suffering. Yeah, it's it's a dark EP, but at the same time, like. It's one of those things like through family, through love, through the connectivity that we have, right? able to come out of it you know what i mean that's like the cover especially like trey did the cover and designed it and everything it was like one of those things was like sinister suffering is a really dark fucking name like it's really kind of negative and it's really hard to kind of bring a, a positive a connotation out of that right but like he did a good job in like with the cover and kind of doing the opposite of the feel of it right so it's just one of those things like getting back to the whole point of why we're here right EP, we're really, really stoked on the EP. Like, it's it literally, the guys that we worked with, Jason Frank Hauser, everybody at the machine shop that oh, helped us out. Oh, you guys went out there with Machine and yes. Julian and the crew? Yeah. So we didn't work with Machine, but we worked with their crew, uh, uh, recorded drums for four days there. 
Um, three days. Three days. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. My bad. I'm, I'm horrible with time. But yeah, we drummed, We recorded three days. Me too. Right. <laughs> the drummer says I can't. I I'm did the rest with Jason Frank Hauser at Killer Tone Studios in Dripping Springs. And then working with Brandon Bumley and uh, fucking Bad Mantra. Like, we've had a lot of people that helped us and are helping us make us look way cooler than we actually are. Nigel. <laughs> yeah, man, you, we're, we're not like shit like that into a bunch of shows, right? I mean, like four months ago or five still. I mean, yep. it was still like a, you know, not really a whole lot of live music going on. You know, except for us, I mean, dropping new video, dropping new album, kind of coming out of this break of COVID of live music, you know, but but also Dime Fest is, you know, like a family reunion. You know, we got yes, our, and, and our, our buddies playing cycle. the show, like, you know, and it's always like, that's when the metal community, like, always amazes me in Austin, because there's like so much love. And when you when you play the shows like that, it's it, it's like a fucking backyard barbecue family reunion throwdown yeah totally and 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 to kind of bring it for like dime fest and something like why dime fest for your cd release party right at first it was like when things were opening back up it was like we kind of want to do it our own show whatever but then that's when texas opened back up and it was like fuck your local band we got these national shows coming through <laughs> you know what i mean so talking to rob hicks he was like dude you got dime fest you already know you're on that right just do it then and it was like, well, but we don't want to take attention from from all the other bands. But at the same time, our very first show as a band, 2015, was Dimefest. Oh, was it? I was saying Critical put that CD that day. Yeah, Critical also. Well, actually, yeah, they've had a RT. They released right when COVID happened, right? So Wait, Critical is going to release another one on Dimefest? Yep. No, no, no. So right. it's the one that they've already released. Oh, right? okay. So when and I actually talked to Rob about it. So it's the repeat that they released when they were in Mexico. And they were supposed oh, to do yeah. Metal Monsters with That's us right. to do their CD release, and it got canceled because of COVID. Yep. So they've never had an official CD release party. So it's both ours and Critical Assembly CD release party. So August 14th, Dime Fest, come and take it live. Yes. Bone, Death Sadie May, Ariel. Ariel, Ariel, Critical Assembly, and Slaterica, as well as us, Death of a Dream. And two CDs, two EPs are two well, EPs. Essentially, one's already out, one's coming, but they're One, kind yeah. of both being two released. EP releases and a video release. We are going to release a brand new video and a friend's birthday and, and a friend's birthday and a donkey show. Apparently, donkey Wait, show. What? That's why I'm going. <laughs> Byron's like, I play drums, but y'all yeah. don't really understand the amount of money that they spent on that fucking donkey. Like seriously, that donkey's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Such dad jokes. Hell, <laughs> dad jokes all day long. Don't get. This is why you don't interview Death of a Dream. This is why you interview Death of a Dream. Uh, well, man, I've, you know, I didn't even know that you guys visited the community uh, oh. before. That that's amazing. I think, and that and that's why I, I love doing these. Is you find out those little things that you didn't think you know, would mm -hmm. would be pot that, that the band would do, you know, like, yeah, Death of Dream with fucking went out to, you know, the homeless community, had a great time, played some, you know, a little jam session. Like, yeah, that's so that's so cool. That's so cool. And that's why I'm glad that I get to do these. Um, and, and the fact that, you know, you guys are, you know, you guys all been friends for a long time and you got yeah. different, you know, like I said, the six degrees of separation is literally just one in this room. Dude, you know, yeah. And it's just one of those things like it, it, it's like, yeah, we don't have a record label. Yeah, we're not on MTV or all that shit. 
But yeah, we've been lucky with some really awesome opportunities, right? Yeah. Through, whether it was through Community First and, and Christina Lena, whether it's the rad shows that we've gotten to play with because of Anthony Stevenson. Uh, oh, oh yeah. What's, what's happening in September? Uh, we're opening up for Soulfly. <gasps> uh, in September 15th. Yeah. Uh, and we just found out that not only opening up for Soulfly, but Dino Cazares from Fear Factory is going to be playing guitar. And what's a really funny story about in? that. Yeah, filling in. Mark Rizzo's not playing. Holy it, shit. It's going to be Dino Cazares and, and, and Max, right? So on top of that, Dino Cazares is actually a homie of ours. Like, no bullshit. We met him at NAM. I might sneak in an interview. So, like, it's one of those things. <laughs> I'm not going to tell the story now. But nah. after we're here, we're, I'll tell you what, what the, our Dino Cazares story. But, yeah, no, he's actually... A really good, uh, really good fucking dude. And uh, we met him at NAM and party with him, and he actually remembered us. So that hangover was real bad, real bad. And he was with us when we did the epic line skip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, so you can't just end with epic line skip. <laughs> so, all right. So, quick story we were at NAM in, in LA. And, it and NAM was is, for those that don't know, National Association of Music Makers Convention in Anaheim, right? And uh, it's a gigantic, like, guitar center thing, but, like, literally 125,000 people through the door from all over the world, right? It's, it's just, it's it's musical gear porn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then, and then you know, all your favorite artists that are endorsed by those are, are doing... They're just there. walking around. Walking around or doing sessions. Yeah. And, you know, Sean is, like... Uh, I'm an encyclopedia nerd. of I'm shit. A nerd. I don't remember half the fucking people. But Sean would be like, dude, that's it's the like the dude, annual the Sweetwater catalog <laughs> the, in okay, reality. Thank you, thank you. I ha so I still get all the Sweetwater stuff whenever I started buying all this shit, and I have yet to just tell them to stop because there's just cool shit this in there. Is exactly. I don't know how to mess with ninety seven percent of that shit in that catalog. But when Sweetwater I it, catalog in three D. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, so thank yeah, you. That is yeah. the perfect that's yeah. great. Fuck. That is the perfect analogy yeah. for Nam is the sweet Sweetwater catalog came yeah. to life. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Oh, the epic line skip. So it was it was Arch Enemy. It was Arch Enemy and it was Zach Sabbath, which was like Zach Wilde playing a whole bunch of Sabbath songs Sabbath. with 15 minute sales solos. Every song had a 15 fucking oh minute solo God, in it. As a Sabbath fan, it was like, this is irritating as fuck. <laughs> but so. Remember like, that guy that kept screaming at Zach? He was just, Zach! Dude, like, dude, he can't fucking he see He can't you. fucking hear you. So the thing is, they do this party at this, at uh, the uh, mm -hmm. Anaheim Convention Center, which is right outside of the, uh, like, the Anaheim Angels ballpark. Yeah, the, the grove. grove. The grove is the venue. Yeah, Anaheim yeah. Grove, right? So there's a, it's a free show, but you have to get this. It's a Gibson party, but you have to get this fucking ticket, right? Yeah. No, it's a Schecter. It's a Schecter party. Schecter. Schecter oh, Gibson. oh, it's yeah. like a guitar manufacturer. Yeah, okay. yeah. So they make these special little fucking ticket things, right? And that's the way you're supposed to get in. But they give them out to like a shit ton of people, and you just have to wait in line and hope you get in. So to get into this show, the line was wrapped well way past the well, building. Yeah, give a perspective for the Austin people. Like if you were trying to get in to come and take it live and the line was stretched all the way the fuck around to Emo's and around that, that's how long this line was. Yeah. Holy shit, that's a long yeah. line. So that's we're waiting in that line just like, okay, like what the fuck? So 
We're chilling out. We're not paying attention. And next thing you know, <laughs> the line starts moving. And it was just one of those things. We're in the middle of a conversation and we're talking to Dino. And we kind of look and just see this big hole. And so we just kind of dipped in there, gave him our tickets and walked in. We skipped like 600 people <laughs> through that fucking line. It was just not paying attention. It was just like, well, that was the most epic fucking line cut ever. Everybody like everybody was like didn't even notice that we cut them. Like it wasn't like what the fuck are you doing? Like straight like blended in. Just like, an opening. Well, it's not like we just, tried to do it like in the middle. We were at the gates. Yeah, and just backed into the line. We didn't want to wait in line and went through. Who would? We didn't want to wait in line. So we're at the gate, just like what the fuck do we well, do? I was, I was talking to the the sound dude that was working with Tosin Abasi. Yeah, uh, when he did his demo at at, that, uh, at the, the fucking, NAM, uh, and he was like, "You wait in the line." I was like, "I don't want to." He's like, "Maybe we should do one of them." You know talking cuts i was like oh where we just keep talking and like making our way in we had this whole conversation about nothing mm -hmm. and next thing you know we're, we're through the gate yeah we just kind of looked shit. at each other shook hands and, was like, <laughs> and he was talking much. to him we were talking to dino and we we're just kind of yeah, whatever and just, just kind of like, like doo, 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 and then right in and nobody just, said anything it's yeah. like it's like merging traffic yeah 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 you're like right lane close a thousand feet you're like i'm not amazing. waiting a thousand feet everybody was too drunk to I'm notice just, or, i'm just gonna fuck all the way up to the broad cones and then move left I felt so accomplished after that. I got blitz drunk after that. So I was like, that was the best shit I've ever done. Like half, like oh, yeah. Half, they had free beer and free liquor. So. Yes. Like halfway in, you're like, guys, liquor. guys, did you wait in the line? <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, we didn't. We did not. My my best one was down in South Carolina going to see Killswitch, uh, Devil Wears Prada, and I can't remember the other band, but um, Phil from All That Remains was in place for Howard. Uh, and we literally... You know, this is uh, somewhere South Carolina, but we were walking up and the line was wrapped. And I was like, damn, this is going to be a long ass wait. And these two big kind of random dudes were like, hey, man, we were waiting on you. Where the fuck you been? And I look at my wife and I'm like, I, what the fuck? We've been in line. And, and, and they say, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Where you been? Come on. We've been holding your spot. And I just I just looked at my wife. I was like, fuck it. Go for it. Go for it. Hey, what's up, dude? Yeah. Turns out they were undercover cops and they needed that that kind of blend, you know, so they weren't just so sore thumb stand out. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're walking in. They bought us drinks. They got a side stage. We're high-fiving Adam D. I'm like, this is fucking That's amazing. Awesome. That's amazing. Like, I first time, for one and only time I ever saw the Devil Wars product, but then, like, I was there for Kill Switch. Yep. Anyway, enough about my fucking stories. <laughs> um, final shout-outs. I know that we've, final shout we've got two people missing from the room now. They they have they've small started, bladders. They started yeah. dying off. They have small bladders. <laughs> oh, there's one of them. She's gonna one. shut the door real fast. Uh, but loud. yeah, just go around the room. Final shout outs or any kind of anybody you want to say thank you to for uh, whatever's to come, whatever has been. Uh, I mean, we'll all be thinking the same people, but I mean, uh, first and foremost, Jason Frankhauser for engineering the EP. I mean, he's already a friend of ours. He was, you know, played guitar with Sean for how long? You know how many years was he's that? Of course, room for eight he's like years. Long enough. Eight of the yeah. thirteen years. Yeah, it's cool than him. He's you know he's not just a friend like that dude yeah. is. You know, he's a family. He's family, and so all the time that he put into it, like I can't can't thank that dude enough. And um, I don't know, man. We got we got some cool shit coming. So just you know, keep your ears open, eyes open, butt open. <laughs> Spread them cheeks. Spread, Spread them, them cheeks, cheeks, baby. Be Spread your cheeks and lift your sack. Of a dream I'll just uh, I'll just say. I'm certainly thankful for uh, knowing all you guys. 
y'all, you know, everybody, uh, everybody in this community and everybody that supported us, and all of our fans and friends, and everybody that's helped us along the way throughout the years. Thank you to all y'all, you know. That's probably the most heartfelt one I've had aimed at me. That was good. I was going to say, like, I want to thank you guys. Like, honestly, there's, like, I'm sure you've been contacted by a bunch of fucking bands, right? Like, it's oh, who fact, us? Yeah, you guys. Like, I want to thank you. Oh, okay. We are stoked. Yeah. yeah. Taylor's like, stoat. yes, Ryan, accept the compliment. We're stoked <laughs> to be on here. We're stoked to be here with you guys. Like, we are fans. And so the fact that we're finally able to fucking be here and hang out and kick it with you guys. Yeah. We're humbled, and we thank you very much for oh, allowing us no, here, man. I, Seriously, I, I, and and you know, Taylor hears me say that almost every episode is like, I love what I do. I don't play any instruments, but goddamn, when I'm high in the shower, I can fucking hit notes really close to yours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm there. That's I how mean, I got started, dude. Yeah, just in those notes, bro. Just high in the shower, just like, can I hit that? Of course I can do that. <laughs> like, no, I can't do that. Stop. <laughs> But uh, but no, I, I, I think that with the whole shit show that COVID was and uh, one of the things I wanted to say was like, there's a lot of angry music coming out, but that's just because I understand how or just from talking with we musicians. We had nothing and, to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> we had all that anger and there was nothing there. But like, like, that's the best thing is everybody can come out to the show and just unleash all of that unvarnished and unfiltered yes. just fuck. Yes. And the next thing you know we're at the we're at the bar taking shots and it's like you just yes. get this weight off your so shoulder that's and, that's the goal yeah for for the 14th right is to have a fully functioning mosh pit right a and fully functioning sean fully hopefully a fully functioning sean <laughs> i don't know there's there's <laughs> which sean both sean's there's a whole five six days between then so we never know you know what i mean <laughs> But no, like that's what we hope for, man. It's just one of those things, like where like, you talking about, like we 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 broke, we fammed down, mm-hmm. like we haven't fammed down before, like we haven't done it in a year and a half, right? And we made new memories, right? That's it. At the end of the fucking day, right? That's why we gig. Yep, is to to make new memories, shit that we'll tell our fucking grandkids about if we have grandkids. You know what I mean? Like this is these <laughs> death of a dream of old guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Byron, you got any uh, shout-outs, man? Who you call an old sucker? Shit. <laughs> you, motherfucker. No, nah, I just want to shout-out to all these dudes because they're in the band with me and they get to have fun with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I love doing this shit. It's awesome, dude. It is that sexy. That was totally sexy, too. It's sexy as hell, boy. He, she was like, I'm happy y'all are here to hang out with me. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate all y'all because, I mean, y'all, you know, we played a show for y'all mm-hmm. a few years three, ago. Three years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, three. y'all have done a lot of yeah. these podcasts and shit. So that show was fun as hell. That was and that and so uh so our next, I guess this is the brother breaking news. Breaking news. So our official show I have enough bands that have confirmed to where I can officially announce. And if they burn me between now and then, they better have a good fucking reason. But uh our ATX Metal Podcast Showcase, where we basically display the talent of Texas. Yes. And all that it has to offer. When is it? December 3rd, Friday. Come and take it live with Athanatos headlining. Our man, Paulo Taylor right here. He's, he's, their band is playing. We have Spineless from, DF, from up north a little bit. Uh, we have Coningsore, Hate Waker, 
and I've got three more. So it's anywhere between seven and nine bands that are going to throw down. Even even with the lineup that I have right now, if three did not respond, we'd still have a fucking seven. great It'd fucking great lineup. lineup. So, and it's on a Friday too. So if oh, you yeah. feel like you need God, you have another day to you wait. Another day have to, to go hang to church out. on the Sunday. You know Unless what I mean? Like Jewish, <laughs> right? Jew. I didn't. Well, I mean, we're <laughs> looking at me, man. Sorry. I mean, that's that's just natural for me to look. It's an easy look left. I know you're not Jewish, Taylor. I'm just saying. You look like a smart man that it's would know about Jewish it's things on Saturdays, right? No. Okay. No. He's Either like, way, he's like, nah, I don't know. That's fuck a fucking dope ash. I'll be there. I and 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 the goal is is literally just to you know the people that are on that bill have really put their heart and soul into 2020, you know lockdown. Like and Andy, the drummer of of Cunningsore, you know he he made the statement: if you're not acting like music is your full time job during lockdown, then you know this, that, and the other. Which I could understand, you know, for some like I understood the premise: like, okay, there is no gigs, there's no you know we can't go to the fuck else quote, are we gonna quote do? unquote can't go to practice like, why do we do this just like, yeah yeah just like, be in your bedroom just riffing you know writing new lyrics if we're a cover band then yeah you take the time yeah, off time whatever off, but like, we're here. we're all musicians that write like we yeah. like to come up with our own shit so what the fuck else are we gonna do during yeah. that time so that's that Plus, that's on what, top of that let's let's be real and i say it's a broad fucking statement i really feel like those bands are the future of the metal scene to be honest oh, yeah. with you all the bands on that fucking show is very much a future like it's, it's it's a glimpse into what we have coming like ahead like that's that yeah is, we're old dudes but that's that's the bands of tomorrow those are the bands that you exactly. might not know they couldn't like one of those bands could be the next fire from the gods mm-hmm. you know what i mean one mm-hmm. of those bands could be the next fucking sword <laughs> you know what i mean like you don't fucking know you never fucking know you yeah know i mean just I mean? just this year alone i'm pretty sure but afonatos got signed is that this year Last last Christmas or something like that, Coning Sore picked up management. Nice. Uh, uh, who Hate Waker is is shopping for management to try and help them, yeah. you know, break out of the seven eight six 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 down in San Marcos. But it's it's just that's the thing, man. Is you know, like you said, Death of a Dream is this staple in the metal community, and you know, up and coming bands like the ones I just listed, like th- those are the future. But yet. Death of a Dream is still ripping new stuff, still coming out with new music, new music videos, lyric videos. You know what I mean? So I think I, yeah, y'all, you had to put it in fucking, like, it's ain't three on the tree no more, y'all. Let's go. But, uh, but no, I, I greatly appreciate just, you know, you guys as individuals, you guys as a band. And, you know, I've, like I said, I've seen you guys more than I can count outside of going to your shows. I've seen you plenty of times at the bar hanging out yeah. or, you know, walking in and losing money again. Lo- yeah, <laughs> th- throwing some bones or doing yeah. some dice or some yeah. shit. So exactly. it's just y'all, y'all, are, y'all are a part of that glue that holds this community together. And I'm happy that you guys are still kicking it. So we're, we're having fun doing it. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't going anywhere. We'll be here. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but I really, hey, whenever, whenever it happens, because I know it will, Dirty Dog 2.0, whenever that happens, I, I would hope to see Death of a Dream oh, dude. in that song. Hey, as as close knit as we are to Rob, yeah. like there's no so fucking way. I fucking way. hated like I even talked to Rob offline, which I'm pretty sure everybody did. Yeah, and no, like, like Rob is fuck. one of our best fucking friends. Like yeah. we've known him since same thing since the backroom days, mm-hmm. right? And then he played in a band called South Paul Stone. South Paul Stone. Yeah, right? Like <laughs> 
Wait, that's we how love you, far, Rob. <laughs> that's how far we go back with Rob. You know what I mean? So Rob's one of the fucking homies, man. That's family. That's that's the same thing. Like all the homies that we have now have literally been family for at least a decade. You know what I mean? Which is fucking bizarre to say yeah. a goddamn decade. But, I can't even I mean, believe that I'm still doing this seven years down the yeah, road. Like, it's dude. Shocking. And yeah. I haven't even really scratched the surface of, yeah. of, you know, I haven't even looked at like the stoner, the stoner side of Austin, mm-hmm. the doom and gloom, mm-hmm. you know, the pop punk, the indie, the alt rock. Like, it's just like, and def- we're about to you know. find out. We're yeah. about to find out. Now the shit's opening back up. Like, I can't wait to see the fuck I hope happens. I hope I see a couple music venues pop up like new. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because there's there's agreed. I because I really and, and I'll, I'll end with this because uh, I, I felt like to me, Dirty Dog was like where you go to knock the dust off and like try shit and then you know like empire or or was another bigger venue mohawk maybe mm-hmm. it just felt like dirty dog was like just a place where you can just like you know what let's just go fucking play well they the uh, dirty dog was the one where the regardless whether you liked it or not there would be people there that were not there to see you right right like that's at the bar. Like, they're they've got their regulars right yep. and so like nine tenths out of ten like you you're gonna play in front of people that you don't know on top of that like the the biggest thing that i miss right and i don't miss a whole lot from sixth street because i hate sixth street yeah. but the what i do miss from the dirty dog every show that we had at dirty dogs when they had the windows open <sighs> you could just walk in and you could just walk in and so one of the raddest things that we always we we've all experienced is we get off and was like bro I never even heard of the fucking band before. I was just fucking drunk walking down the street. And I'm just like, God damn. It was like. I was across the street at the fucking corner store. And I just heard this riff. and This fucking shit. Over. Yeah. No. Like, and that's the thing. It was like, you, you come and take it live as a destination spot. You know why you're going there. You know what I mean? Like, you've got all those other things. Mohawk. There's a destination spot. Like, let's be real with it. You know what I mean? So. You've got these places that are destination spots. You don't have the fucking local metal bar where you just go in like, where are you going? I'm going to go to Dirty Dog. Why? Because I know it's open. That, that, yeah, that was it. it was you it open? I mean? Let's go. Yeah. You know? It was always fun, though, playing those shows or like being at a show where the windows are open and just watching people walk by just giving that venue the, the stink faces. faces. Oh, dude. I, okay. Yeah, like so the good. people that give like the fucking rosary yep. things There's, like just like, oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I, I would I would have loved to just hang a fucking microphone out that way, like be inside. Oh, yeah. And someone just does the stop, look, listen, oh, fuck no, look, and then like, mm-hmm. hey, 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 uh, Stacy, is that your name? Hey, come here, hey. What'd you, Probably. Why'd you give that face? Well, uh, would, like that would have been a fucking word that he's saying. Just, just point a camera outside. That would have been like the next oh, real world. Dude, it it's been great. great. It's no, great. We should, we should still do that. I'll find a bar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the only hope. person we didn't hear from was Story on final shout outs. Um, definitely shout out to you guys. Thank you for taking your time oh. coming out here, um, caring enough uh, to do these things. Um, I mean, the scene appreciates it. We appreciate it. Like, thank you. Thank you. No worries. Um, thank you to Lone Star Brewing for not suing us for trademark infringement. Uh, <laughs> God damn uh, right. Damn. <laughs> now uh, we're trying to come up with something else that we could try and do and not get trademark infringement. We, we might, we might Just change the, the font. Or like, you know, like like you said, like, it's one of those things that's like, you know, like, like what can we do? It's got to be another local company, so it's not going to be like, you know, whatever. So like, we got to find a local company we can rip off like Shiner Bach or something. You know what I mean? Come with the Death or Dream logo. 
Oh, an independence. Big swing. H-E-B. <laughs> D-O-A-D, yeah. We'll figure out something. I would I would I would rock a H E B style dude. I would Me rock too. that shit to H E B and not give a fuck. Like, <laughs> Where's your manager? I want these in the racks tomorrow. <laughs> well, I've had more fun than I was actually expecting. Hell yes. yes. I Hell thought yes. this is gonna be some boring ass shit. Nah, it's all good. <laughs> no, no, Bro, uh, you they, not have AC in this motherfucking room? Yeah. No, it's working. Thank y'all. Thank y'all again. And uh, everybody Damn. needs to watch the SNL skit with Britney Spears, Jimmy Fallon for the leather shop. <laughs> and uh, with that, here's me signing off. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> drop, drop, drop. <laughs>